Welcome everyone to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. I'm your host, Helen Wen, CEO of 3W Medical for Women. We are a nonprofit health clinic out here in Seattle, Washington. And today we have our special guest who's always, um, I love sitting down with her, is Dr. Rutherford, who's our president and medical director. And what are we going to be talking about today, Sue? So we're going to be talking about health insurance and challenges with health insurance. Mm -hmm. Yes. We've we've seen our fair share of patients. Um, As you know, Helen, almost half of our patients have no health insurance. Yes. And that's one reason we're kind of a safety net in some ways, Mm -hmm. because we are a very inexpensive or free sometimes for many of their appointments, place to come. Like the gal that came in today, she actually had insurance, but last minute, within 30 minutes, I'm really worried my IUD is in the wrong place. And so we popped her in and added her in, checked to make sure, yep, it's okay, and Mm -hmm. out the door. That's awesome. So it's nice to be able to help people quickly. Absolutely. With low cost, yeah. Yeah, without a price tag attached to it. Yes, yes. I I think um, that calls to my mind the challenges that our system has. And of course, everybody complains about it. And Mm -hmm. I have a friend in Canada who says that it's so much better there because they end up not losing their house and all of that because of the costs. And there certainly are issues for people with extremely high cost issues, Mm -hmm. for know, cancer or major trauma or things like that, big surgeries. But, you know, when things are kind of routine, you want to be able to get in quickly. And we just don't have that marketplace-friendly type of system for the most part right now. Mm -hmm. And people don't know how much it's going to cost or, uh, you know, it's it's a challenge. Well, it's very hard to navigate the medical system right now in general. It really is. This ends up becoming part of what we help people with, actually, is recommendations on how they can go about getting the help they need, right. you know, because we, we can only provide a little tiny slice of that. But. Yes, but we've become a very essential resource. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. One of the challenges is that most health insurance is still sponsored by employers, and that dates back to World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the, the tax difference. So employers got to deduct from their taxes or, mm-hmm. you know, their tax obligation, this cost of insurance for the employees, but mm-hmm. an individual can't take it off their individual taxes. And there's some exception if you're self-employed, but if mm-hmm. you, you know, if you work for a small business, many small businesses can't afford the huge price tags for right. health insurance for the employees. So, you know, people are making money, but they don't have health insurance. It's a, it's sure. a big problem. Yeah. The, the Affordable Care Act was supposed to solve some of these problems, but instead, the privately purchased insurance market just dissolved, went away, mm-hmm. and insurance became more expensive for both individuals and employers. Yeah. And the plans became more restrictive, so you couldn't keep your doctor, mm-hmm. and you know there are only certain doctors, providers, or hospitals that you can use. Right. And you can't figure that always out ahead of time. It's really, it's really yeah. tough. Yes. Even for people that have employee health insurance, it costs an arm and a leg to add in other family members. Yes, it does. Yeah. Just the headache of knowing... Insurance have their own language. Yes. That is difficult to to navigate. Yes. And I just think about my parents who are, you know, not fluent in English. I just think Uh of folks like that who, where do you even start? Where do you even start? Yeah. Especially, and then and then now we add in um, 
you know, we see patients that are pregnant and are needing insurance. Mm-hmm. The complexity continues to build. <laughs> yes. I mean, some things you can put off a bit. Yeah. Uh, we probably all put off some things, even if we can afford them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but pregnancy, once it's started, you can't like delay. Yes. Wait a couple months till you get on insurance and then restart. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. brings to mind a couple of patients that came in who had jobs on was a waitress, one was a hairdresser. Mm. At the time, they both made too much money to qualify for Medicaid, to qualify for Apple Health. And so they had to decrease their income, decrease their hours and everything for two months. So they had two months worth of income that met the the, uh, criterion before they got into health insurance. And And they had some medical issues, and you know they really needed to get started right away. But mm-hmm. the cost was prohibitive, so that's you know the safety net has some huge holes in it. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're seeing that more and more. Correct? Yes, yes, okay. we are seeing that a lot. Yeah. So um, COVID didn't help. <laughs> no, it did not. Yeah. So I would like people to consider several things when they're thinking about how to pay for their health care, particularly regarding insurance. Okay. First one is, can you get on the insurance plan of a family member, like an employer's health plan or mm-hmm. something like that? Mm-hmm. Even though it's very expensive, if you're looking at a possibility of facing some big expenses, like what's happen- like what happens with pregnancy and delivery, mm-hmm. pregnancy expenses, if you have complications, those can be so huge. Expensive. Yeah, those so can be expensive. huge. So, you know, it may be worth it. If you're just signing up on your own for health insurance, it's a problem because now you've got a pre-existing condition. Mm. If you're signing up to be on a family member's employer-sponsored plan, oftentimes it doesn't matter if you already have something or not. You get on the plan okay, and you get covered. So if yeah. you're pregnant or if you know you're going to need some certain types of health care or something, you're not eliminated because okay. of your pre-existing conditions. Okay. So there are some alternatives to health insurance that are considered acceptable for the federal mandate mm-hmm. and those are cost sharing programs oh, yes like I the christian those. yes yes like the christian cost sharing ministries yes. health ministries yes where people pay an amount it's not health insurance mm-hmm. but everybody pays in and then the cost is spread out and they keep it they adjust as needed yes usually on an annual basis as to what people's cost yeah. sharing will be and then sometimes there are costs that you're at, you're asked to donate Yes. Um, to a fund that mm-hmm. helps cover people's costs that isn't covered. Yeah. But I do know for those that if you're pregnant, you cannot sign up and have your pregnancy covered mm. if you're already pregnant. Mm, that's good to know. Yes. So people can't like delay, delay, delay because it's too expensive. Oh, now I'm pregnant. I'm going to need it and then sign up for right, that right. and get it covered. Yeah. So. Well, the good part about that is it's nice to know where your money is going because they yes. usually tell you you're it covered, yeah, it doesn't cover routine things. Yes. It doesn't cover like preventive care. Yeah. That's out of pocket. Yes. But that gives you a chance to budget for it. Mm-hmm. And for many people, the cost of, of doing it that way is mm-hmm. cheaper mm-hmm. than yeah, the regular insurance. Well, I just liked it because it was, it always told me where the extra donation went or where, yes. where my membership went. Yes. Like, like uh, Pam in Idaho just got her hip replaced. Thanks, Helen. You know, thanks yeah. for that contribution. And that, that's just nice to know that your money 
is going towards someone that yes. really needed it. Yes. It, make, it makes it more personal. Yes. And not just the cost of running the company and the exactly. profit for the shareholders. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So another thing to consider is what time of year is it? <laughs> yeah. Which is basically because I think they're trying this system evolved because they're trying to make sure that people don't just say, oh, it looks like I might need a gallbladder out. I'm getting some symptoms or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll sign up for my health insurance to start next month, and then I'll have my surgery. Okay. So you can't. So you have to sign up, be paying into the pool, so that it's truly spread mm-hmm. evenly. Not just sign up for a few months to cover your really expensive thing, take all the money out, yeah. and not pay anything in. Right. So you have to sign up usually in November, December. They call it open enrollment. Open enrollment. Yes. Okay. So that most of the health plans have that, including Medicare. Okay. You know, it's open enrollment. That's when you can change plans, okay. et cetera. Sometimes that open enrollment closes in before the middle of December. Okay. Sometimes it goes to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it includes part of November. You know, each situation yeah. is different. But just think, hit November, it's like, if I don't have health insurance, I better look right now and right. see what I can get. Is that is that easy to navigate? I'm assuming everything's online now. So now, yes, everything's online. Apple Health, in fact, they've done away with their paper brochures. So, oh. <laughs> so we can't look at something easily and say, oh, this is what it had cost you. But yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yes. And in the state of Washington, they have what's called the Health Plan Finder. Okay. And so if you Google Washington State Health Plan Finder, Okay. You can uh, you can also get phone numbers. So if you have trouble navigating computer things, there's okay. phone numbers there that they will that that website will give you. Sure. In order to call, and we give patients a handout okay. that also has the phone numbers, awesome. so that if they're not comfortable using the computer, or mm-hmm. most of our patients are very yes. comfortable because they're yeah. in that age range, but <laughs> they probably uh, prefer it. <laughs> yeah, probably prefer it. But you, some people have just done it by phone, mm-hmm. and one of our patients a few weeks ago had just done it by phone. So. Okay. Do you know if they have translators for those yes. that don't speak Spanish or yes. English? Yes. Okay. They have all sorts of different translators. Oh, perfect. Yes. That's, that makes it very accessible. Then. It, it really is. It really is accessible. And it lets you basically shop for plans. Okay. One piece of information that you need to know to okay. go on this is your monthly income. Okay. Because that's the question that you'll be asked okay. is what is your monthly income? Okay. And depending on that it'll bring up the smorgasbord of choices that you have. Mm. So it will, if your monthly income is below a certain level, mm-hmm. it will also ask you questions about how many people in your household. Okay. So for example, uh, if you're a single woman and you're pregnant, that's actually two people in the household. It's considered two persons. That's awesome. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> that is so interesting. So if you are if you just have the positive pregnancy test and that's all we've got so far to confirm it. Right. And you're going to sign up for Apple Health, mm-hmm. you count as two persons. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that they're calling that yes. baby. Yes. As soon as you got the positive pregnancy test, they're calling that a person. Mm-hmm. That's our state. Yeah. Kind of. I kind of like that, frankly. <laughs> I do too. But so if patients are wondering if they're pregnant and they need to, you know, they're fig- it's November, they need to figure this stuff out, they can come in. Oh, yeah, anytime. So Apple, that's one thing is Apple Health for pregnancy. I think Apple Health in general, you, there's no special. It's ro- rolling enrollment. Yes, it's okay. enrollment all the time. Okay. If you qualify, you, you can sign up. Again, because the income qualification is so stringent. For example, people that lost their jobs in March because of COVID. COVID. 
yeah, they very quickly qualified for Apple Health mm-hmm. because they had no no income. Okay. Yeah. So Apple Health is any time, okay. but all the other insurances are run through commercial insurance companies. Okay. And they are the ones with the open enrollment. Okay. Why is it so important for patients who are pregnant to be on some sort of insurance? Well, first of all, if they're on Apple Health, everything's covered. They don't have co-pays, everything. So is the quality of their care absolutely less this, than those uh, no, that can not pay? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. In fact, as a as a doctor seeing somebody on Medicaid mm-hmm. um, for years, it was like it was kind of like a breath of fresh air to be frank, because it was like I just did what I needed to do and didn't worry about it. Didn't worry about the patient getting stuck with the bill. Mm-hmm. Now sometimes we might we might eat it. They might not pay us. Yes. But I knew at least mm-hmm. that the patient wasn't going to get stuck with a huge bill. So that's actually a really good yeah. way of looking at it. I mean, it'd be nice to get paid for what I did too. Yeah. But <laughs> but at the least, the patient wasn't going to be really harmed. Most okay. of the commercial insurance, you don't have to worry. There are some things, so they keep wanting to pre-authorize. Okay. I don't know why they bother because if you're if you're really doing the right thing, they well, sh- they ought to they you know it's got to be pre authorized right because it's the right thing to do, and well, it's just costing more to the yeah. system. But anyway, that's another story. Yeah, yeah. So we've talked about signing up, going to the health plan finder. Mm-hmm. One suggestion I have is if you haven't signed up for say you're pregnant mm-hmm. and you have uh, you're gonna you know that you're gonna qualify for Apple Health, mm-hmm. you know, sign up for that, then, and you know you want to go to a, cer- a certain hospital or a certain doctor's office or mm-hmm. group or something like that, mm-hmm. then I would call that group before you actually sign up on the website and say, okay, I'm pregnant yeah. and I'm going to be signing up for Apple Health. Yeah, I expect to qualify what you know? What plans do you recommend? Yes. Um, yeah. Because there are situations where the doctors group, mm-hmm. if they're not affiliated with the hospital, mm-hmm. they may take the insurance, but the hospital for some things might not be on some insurance plans. Mm-hmm. It's more of a problem when you're not pregnant. Okay. That that's the case. Yeah. So, but if they're in general, if there's a place you want to go, people you want to see. Check with that group. Check with those people to see, hey, what insurance do you recommend Mm -hmm. that I look for? Mm -hmm. Because I want to come see you. Right. And then sign up. Mm -hmm. It can be hard to change after you've signed up. But that that may require the, that's changing insurance. For instance, Apple Health changing insurance, that's when there's sort of an open enrollment. Okay. You can't just change any time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so important that you're helping patients encouraging them to do their research, to be an advocate for themselves before signing up for something that can seem a little daunting to yeah. to a lot of people. You know, you talk about insurance and you don't kind of don't know where to start. Yeah. And it's been really wonderful to be able to hear the conversations that you're having with patients here at 3W and saying, you know, this is how you're this is how you're supposed to do it. It's okay. I, I've even seen you stand next to a patient while she made the phone call, right? Yes, and we got and recently I got on the computer with a patient because yes. at a previous appointment I mm-hmm. I told her this is your homework. You mm-hmm. have to go on. Mm-hmm. You know, you're unemployed, you have to go on and sign up for Apple Health. 
Right. You, here's the phone number. If you want to call them, do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But she was having some struggles. Yeah. And so she came back a little bit later because I needed to reach, it was follow-up of something, yeah. assist or something like that. And mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure there weren't big problems in the meantime until she could get care through insurance and go mm-hmm. further. She might need surgery, for example. Mm-hmm. So uh, she came back and I said, well, have you signed up for your insurance? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm having trouble motivating myself, basically, is what yeah. she was saying. Yeah. I said, okay, <laughs> get off that chair, come Let's to the this. desk. <laughs> the nurse's station in the clinic. Yeah. We got on the computer. Yeah. And I said, okay, you're going to sign up. Yeah. Okay. You mm-hmm. Use your name, password. We went through the whole thing. <laughs> she got insurance. Well, the, the thing was, is I had a place I already wanted to send her because yeah. I was worried she might need surgery. Yeah. So I called them at the same time and I said, hey, I've got a patient. Well, we're in this situation and we take this insurance. Yeah. But we don't take that insurance. Maybe this was maybe I'm getting two patients confused, but there was one where I got on the phone and said, Hey, yes, I want to send you this patient. Well, what kind of insurance does she have? Well, she has this. Mm-hmm. Well, we, the people that we use for doing our MRIs or our the operating room, mm-hmm. that hospital doesn't take that variety of Apple Health. Mm. It takes this other variety of Apple Health. Yeah. I said, Okay. I'll either send someplace else or we'll work on this. So we got yeah. on the computer mm-hmm. and we got her signed up and it was like it was this fall, so it was easy. She was able to switch. That's Effective awesome. January first. I said, That's great. Wow. Then call and get an appointment for January second. Or well, I guess that wouldn't be true. Maybe the fourth. That was yesterday. <laughs> That'd be the first working day after New Year's. Yeah. 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 So I said, because you'll have the right insurance. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing so. how much you care for the patients that come here and truly being their social worker, being their case manager, going above and beyond your role. Well, that's a compliment coming from a social (laughs) worker. (laughs) Well, I just remember, you know, having to be a case manager for my clients and navigating through that system. It is a, it's tricky. It is tricky. And I can totally sympathize with patients that are like, this is too daunting. It's too overwhelming. I don't know what to do. And, and we're so lucky that you're passionate about our patients getting their insurance because it's ongoing care that they're going to need. Yes. It's a safety yes. net that they need. Now, one additional safety net is we can do the very limited, you know, we have no after hours, no right. emergency care. Yeah. In fact, somebody calls in having pain and bleeding and they're pregnant. It's like, emergency don't room. come here. Go to, <laughs> yes, because if you come here, I'll be able to look at you and say, yeah, you're at risk. Go to the emergency, emergency room. room. And it That's just about delays all I can say. Their it care. delays their care. That's right. Yeah. But for those that aren't having those problems, but they're having trouble getting in, mm-hmm. I remember before COVID, it was sometime. I had a patient that they said they couldn't see her for eight weeks. You know, this was an OBGYN clinic. Yeah. She was pregnant. It's like, wait a second, she'll be like 12 or 14 weeks or something by then. This doesn't make sense. Right. So I said, okay, come back here. Let's mm-hmm. do your prenatal checkups. Yes. So we did the very simple, basic prenatal checkups mm-hmm. and confirmed, yeah, the heartbeat's still there and all that, which is a lot of reassurance for people. Yes. You know, and yes, you probably don't need to be checked that often during pregnancy all the time, but people worry. Yes. You know, so. Especially if it's their first pregnancy. Or they've had problems before, like yeah. miscarriages. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really it's really important to make sure that and and some offices have had difficulties getting people in quickly because of the COVID situation. They've yes. been reluctant and you know, right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think people should be seen quickly and easily and we can provide that service. We don't have 
the medical liability insurance to cover all the sophisticated OB care. Yes. So we don't do the detailed pregnancy mm-hmm. ultrasounds. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, we don't do a lot of prescribing. Yes. You know, just the very basic stuff. Iron yeah. for anemia, sure. Mm-hmm. A few labs, we can order a few labs. Right. Things like that. But but at least we can provide some sort of safety net while they're waiting to get into sure. their OB care. Sure. And that safety net is huge, especially for those that are patients that are low income, again, patients that are undocumented, yes. patients that feel like they have no place to go. We've yes. become that resource for yes. them and what a privilege it is to be that resource. Yeah. And you are you just take such good care of our patients. We never have a complaint. So, well. <laughs> so I don't know about never, but... <laughs> close to never. That's yeah. It, it's, it's hard so, to find. It's, it's very, find. very, very yeah. difficult to find. I do want to say something else for people in general that need maybe primary care because we don't do primary care mm-hmm. and if they don't have insurance. So there are some alternatives. The federal government does what they call federally qualified health centers. Okay. And there are a number of those in the region. They're scattered all over the place. It includes public health, but includes Oh, a variety of different places, Health Point, Neighbor Care, Country Doctor, you know, places like that. Okay. And they do sliding scale. So they get oh, subsidized yes. with do- with uh, government dollars in order that when somebody comes in who's low income, they mm-hmm. get the income information and mm-hmm. they can say, oh, okay, because your income is this amount, your cost will be 50% of the charge or this many dollars or zero. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. So they can adjust it. It's called sliding Slide scale. scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing is there's a, a health clinic that has a mobile unit, and it also has a fixed place, and it has a dental clinic, and it's called Lahai. Lahai. Yeah, yeah. and they ask people for $10 donations. Mm-hmm. Patients do have to qualify as low income. Okay. But very generously, one of our local hospitals is providing free labs and imaging. Wow. Yeah, they from for people from this clinic again. They know they've already qualified mm-hmm. by through this clinic and their process of doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So that saves the hospital a lot of money, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to do that, but but so that's a place to go. So people without insurance do have ways of getting some getting some care. There are other few f- free things around. Yeah. Too, especially you know we deal a lot with STIs, and mm-hmm. there are a few places you can go mm-hmm. to also get some free care. For that, for for STIs, I remember you sending folks to Harborview. Correct? Yes, that's the the uh, King County Public Health right. you know, STI clinic, mm-hmm. and then there's a place on Aurora. I've driven by it. Can't remember the name. I can't remember the name. Anyway, <laughs> but there's a place on Aurora, and I think there's a place on Capitol Hill, and those okay. are nonprofits. Those okay. two. Yeah, and if yeah. if you know Lauren, our office manager, does such a good job. If we can't get you in for STI testing and treatment immediately because we're booked for the week. She is such a good resource because she never says, well, we can't scoot you in, so bye. She always goes, well, these are these other places that we can refer you to. And if you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call and talk to Lauren. She has a list of resources that she can refer you to if we can't get you in immediately. We actually offer that list because people may know someone. They may have insurance or they may Mm -hmm. be okay, but they may have a friend or neighbor or somebody 
yes. that's struggling. And so we actually are giving this handout to every single patient right. uh, of referrals for a care that we don't provide. Mm-hmm. And it's both OBGYN related care and this yes. low cost care. Yeah, we truly fall under that definition of comprehensive health care because we are providing care. If, if we can't provide it here, we will send you yes. or refer you somewhere else that can take care of you. Yes, yeah. yes, we can yeah. point. We've we've got the the uh, the road signs to send you yes. <laughs> a variety of different places to get your the help that you're looking for. Yes, and what makes us unique, I think, you know, being a patient here myself, is that if you have any questions, if you are intimidated about going somewhere else, Dr. Rutherford, Christy, any of our medical providers are so quick to help you become your best health advocate. I think that's so... Yeah, that's part of the coaching. Yeah. As my, this is what you tell them when you phone. Exactly. Tell them you have such and such. I even write it out for yes. them. Tell them, this is what you need. I need a colposcopy. <laughs> Here's how you spell mean? it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and really, because you only get, you know, only at 3W that I know of that you get a full hour of unrushed care. Anywhere else, you're pretty much in and out. And you want to be able to really get to the heart of your problem And it's intimidating sometimes to sit in front of a a medical provider and not know what to say, not know where to go. So it's so important that I feel empowered when I go somewhere else to say, no, this is actually what I want. And this is... This is how I'm going to say it <laughs> in your medical terms that, yeah. that you folks know so well. So thank you again for covering this. It's it's It makes me, as a social worker, uh, like you said, um, so happy to know that we're providing this extra, a, a little bit extra layer of care for our patients that they're not going to get somewhere else. Truly unrushed care, truly just looking out for the person in front of us that they get the best health care for themselves. So... Thank you again, Sue. Thank you for all that you do. You know, it's fun to practice medicine this way, I have to admit. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like it. (laughs) So for those of you listening, if you have any more questions about what we do, how we help folks, or if you're curious about how to get onto Outbound Health yourself, please give us a call and let us try to help you. If you're pregnant and are unsure about what's ahead, what are the steps ahead for uh, how you're going to pay for everything, please reach out to us. Please make an appointment so we can help and assist you uh, and partner with you in, in your care. So until next time, be well, and thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs>